Let's yeah. play it because it's so, it's such a poignant moment that Judge Florence Pan asked of this very court. She had a litany of things, including selling military secrets, selling pardons, and ending with this huge hypothetical. Listen to this. Could a president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to SEAL Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If what if he weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in Marbury against Madison and uh, 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 and our Constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes or yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so your answer is. Is, no. is my answer is qualified yes i mean i'm we all at that point we all in the room kind of sat back for a second because first of all to make a concession of any kind it's, it's major but when you hear that trying to go through the hypotheticals trying to follow that thread of common sense and logic what struck you about that moment where he essentially has a qualified yes that a president could actually order an assassination and if he's not impeached or convicted immune? I think he's really making the argument for Jack Smith. This is exactly what Jack Smith has been warning about, that are we a country of presidents or a country of kings? And I think what Trump's lawyer effectively argues is that we are a country of kings, that the president can act as he wants, as he chooses, whether it be violence. Uh, you know, we had violence on January 6th, but he's saying the president can take it a lot further. The president himself can direct that violence openly uh, using official government resources, and that's fine. And I think what it does, it establishes how dangerous this presidential immunity argument truly is. And to your point, Ellie, you know, we could have had the kind of the original argument that spoke about the so-called outer perimeter, which saying, hey, I was just doing my job and to protect me and to protect your institution, I should be given some coverage. The same way presidents get civil immunity. What they've done is say, let's go further. That the president, even when he effectively is not upholding and faithfully executing the laws, in that scenario, he's still covered. When he's breaking the law, he still covered that no one gets to sit in judgment over a president and i think that danger was seen by the court today well and there was skepticism a, a lot of it from which we expected though from the judges but i think in a real way i mean judge henderson who is the senior judge uh, out of these three the republican here was appointed by a republican president said at one point i think it's paradoxical to say that his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed allows him to violate criminal law. But what Judge Pan also noted is that that is not the understanding that, that senators have, because when Trump was actually impeached and then it went to the Senate, a lot of them, including Senator Mitch McConnell, said this is something for the courts to take care of. This is something that he should be handled in a criminal prosecution or that could be handled in that way. Yeah, it's a great point. There's obviously two very different talking points. The problem with the argument that Trump's lawyers just staked out there has to be an impeachment and a conviction before there can be a prosecution is it leads to absurd results that cannot be the way this works. We all know impeachment is entirely different. A judgment about, about whether to impeach could be political. It could be based on any number of factors. That is just a different ballgame altogether than a decision whether to prosecute and eventually convict somebody. And the thing, the thing I keep coming back to is they had an easier way. Trump's team had an easier way. They briefed a better way. They just made the traditional argument of what he's charged with doing here was within the scope, within the outer perimeter, 
of his job as president. And if they stuck to that, I still, I still think they probably would have had a losing argument, but they wouldn't have had a preposterous argument, and I think they would have had a stronger case to make. Well, first of all, I mean, just think about this. What that would suggest, as long as I can hide my behavior long enough to be in office and avoid impeachment, I can get away with anything I want. All I have to do is not have transparency or eyes into what I'm doing because the only way to have an impeachment is if one, I know about your behavior, right? If the House is gonna bring the impeachment articles, if then we'll actually have the actual moment to conduct an actual trial. So all I gotta do, if I'm the President of the United States, is just bide my time. That's part of that argument. But there was a moment here too when the counsel, I mean the, um, the special uh, counsel from DOJ um, spoke about this issue, but I wanna go back for a second to the lawyer for Trump, because in this soundbite here, he talks about the idea that the notion for of criminal immunity not existing is a shocking holding. They are standing tall and saying, look, there has gotta be some level of immunity because they're talking about President Biden and other people, listen to this. To authorize the prosecution of a president for his official acts, would open a Pandora's box from which this nation may never recover. Could George W. Bush be prosecuted for obstruction of an official proceeding, for allegedly giving false information to Congress to induce the nation to go to war in Iraq under false pretenses? Could President Obama be potentially charged with murder for allegedly authorizing drone strikes targeting U.S. citizens located abroad? That's the political question that Trump was raising. We played that clip earlier about the threat, so to speak, and what would happen next. That's the heart of the matter. If you open this sort of Pandora's box politically, Trump will suggest, well, then everyone is fair game. But the argument uh, that James Pierce made in re as a rebuttal to that was if you can't, if you do go by what the prosecution or what the defendants or, or the Trump's attorneys are saying, that then it would open up presidents to being able to commit a whole host of criminal acts and to get away with it. Exactly. Both sides have this slippery slope argument mm -hmm. that they're putting forward. But I think you know, an important argument from, uh, from the Jack Smith side, speaking about history here, there's a whole lot of talk of what's happened in the past and the example of President Nixon, right? President Nixon engaged in his conduct, and what did he do? He accepted a pardon, right? He talked about we have special, we have the Iran-Contra, investigation, right? We have, and Ronald Reagan, no one there thought that he could not be prosecuted. So I think the slippery slope argument, I think there's something there on both sides. But importantly, that is the nature of all prosecutions. We've both been prosecutors. For our system to work effectively, you have to have prosecutors that are acting with a sense of justice, that are using discretion appropriately, and that is true in every scenario, for everyday Americans and for former presidents. So that faith in our system, we have to have that for our system to make sense, no matter who the defendant is. So I don't think it's an especially strong argument to say someone could abuse this. We have courts that will review indictments. We have uh, standards of uh, burdens of proof, a reasonable doubt you have to do a trial. So we have other fail-safes that's not just uh, you know, a rogue prosecutor can go after a former president without any recourse. So I do think Jack Smith's side had the better of the argument there when it comes to the slippery slopes. There was this huge moment, and I mean, maybe some people might have lost it because when I hear the words ministerial or discretionary, <laughs> I was probably like, just say what everyone's thinking, official or unofficial acts, whether a president can do it or they can't do it. That's important because the crux of this matter is gonna come down to 
whether his actions around January 6th leading up to it were officially presidential actions. They were talking about it in the form of ministerial versus discretionary, and they talked about this thing called the Take Care Clause, which essentially says the president has the duty to ensure that the laws of this nation are executed and enforced. But this idea, Ellie, of whether what he's doing is official or rogue in some way plays very big in this case and could end up back before Judge Shutkin. 